0: we're back you're listening to money talks as soon as he gets finished flying away I'm Troy Harmon here with Jennifer Thomas and uh, Peter Lynch. and So, guys, we got some other questions uh, from our listeners. We just as well roll into those. Uh, Got one here. Wanda from Canton says, My husband and I sat down to review and rebalance our 401Ks as we were looking at our savings and seeing the dates of the target date funds panic sink in. Uh, We'll be five to seven years from retirement when our youngest is in college trying to maximize retirement funding and paying for school. Uh, I don't even know where to start. So uh, what do you say for that? I think one of the first things I'm going to say, and uh, I don't know if he was the first to say it, but I'm going to credit Casey Smith for <laughs> for this. He said, you can borrow money to go to college, but you can't borrow money for retirement. Yeah. So that's, that. that's very important. Um, so w- one of the things to look at, too, are, You've got to set some goals here, and I'm going to use the word, you've got a budget for this. Sure. It's a, it's important. You've got you're to know. Say, you're saying that a, a plan is actually a good a, thing? A plan, yes. Who would have thought it? Exactly. A financial planner tells me that a plan is a good thing. <laughs> wow. Well, it,
1: you know. Any it, more
0: brain busters? <laughs> 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 no? That's what I'm here for.
1: It is something that is important to take a look at. And just and the, the first thing I would start out with her um, comment is, the dates in the target date funds don't necessarily m- mean what you need to follow. Um, and because that's as a target date fund gets closer to the date that's in that fund, it gets more and more in fixed income. Right. And just because you're going to retire in a certain year doesn't mean that you need all of your money in your 401k to be in fixed income or the majority of your money in your 401k to be in fixed income investments. It's going to depend on when you're going to need to pull money from that account. You're going to, you know, there's the social security situation. You may get a pension. You may have money that's outside of retirement accounts that you can draw from first. So that may be some of the last money that you want to spend from, but, um, And as far as, you know, I mean, I think just sitting down with a financial planner and making sure that your situation in taking into account whether or not you're going to fully pay for college or whether you're going to supplement them for college, um, you know, can you do it? They can help you run a financial plan and answer some of those questions for you. Um, the other thing that I will tell you is even if your child is, even if you want to fully pay for college, them taking out a student loan and you paying that back over time will build them credit. And it's not necessarily a bad thing that they they start out with that.
0: Yeah. And the theory is, I mean, they're going to go off and get a decent job, but you got to help them, you know, pick to make sure that it's going to be something that will sustain them, Mm -hmm. but also pay off the debt that that they create, but, uh, you know, they should be able to cover their own debts coming off the backside of college. Right. Yeah. And I think with these two options, if those were the only two options, I think retirement always takes priority. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. As as yeah. yeah. Yep. I, you, you can't get that time back without a doubt. I would agree with that. When we mm-hmm. left last, uh, we were talking about a situation Wanda from mm-hmm. Canton had, uh, wanting to maximize investment funding. Uh, one of the things that she had said is, uh, rebalancing your 401k and using uh, target date funds. I, I wanted to back up a little bit and make a point about target date funds. Uh, one thing you should know, usually if it's in your, your uh, 401k, you're not going to have a lot of options. Uh, the trustees will pick the funds that they like best. But know this, if you're just out there investing in your IRA, and uh, it does seem like the easiest option because uh, it is managed by professionals. I mean, it's it's a, a easy thing to do. Uh, you do get diversified, but there are some things that you should know. Number one, all target date funds are not the same. you got to look kind of at the risk profile. Some will do better in uh, up markets than they do in down markets um, because of the equities that are held behind the scenes in those funds. Um, <clears throat> all you have to do is you look. I mean, there's rating agencies out there that will show you uh, that um, not all these funds are a five-star, Right. Uh, and it's almost impossible for you to get uh, real heavy into bonds, and there's probably a reason that you would not want to do so. Uh, Namely, if you're a young person, um, if you don't have some aspect of growth within your portfolio, which is going to come from equities, uh, you may not have enough money at the end of the road.
1: Well, and most target date funds have – some fixed income element to it regardless of even if it's one that goes you know real far out Um, and with our philosophy our philosophy is if you're not going to need the money in the next 10 years right it should be in growth investments if you're going to need the money in the next 10 years it should be in fixed income investments so for somebody who's 20 30 you know 40 even a lot of 50-year-olds, they're not going to even think about touching the money that's in their 401k plan in the next 10 years. Right. Um, you know, you have to begin making withdrawals at 70 and a half. There are a lot of people that may retri- retire prior to 70 and a half, but will not pull from their account until that time. Right. So you really need to think about, do I need this money and how much growth do I want to have
0: Sure, quite often you have other sources of income. So you're going to have Social Security if you've worked. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you might actually have retirements Mm -hmm. or or various other ways that that you'll be drawing that might not even have you needing uh, a lot of money. So uh, if that be the case, you would want it to stay more in equities than you would in fixed income.
1: And a lot of people are working longer than they used
0: to. So if
1: you're not really going to have a significant, you know, Long term between the time you retire and the time you turn 70 and a half, you may not really need as much fixed income in there. Um, the other thing is that, you know, Peter mentioned too that, you know, regardless, if you once you retire, you're probably looking at needing the money for the next 20 plus years. So you need to have some growth aspect to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, just like I say, I wanted to back up a step and and, uh, make a plug that uh, while it is better and more diversified than putting your money in cash in your 401k, um, it, it may not be the absolute best option. Especially if you're planning outside your 401k. If
1: you're someone right. who absolutely is not going to plan and not going to look at it and not going to take the time to do that, you're probably not somebody who's listening to the show. But if you, uh, <laughs>
0: but if you, yeah, we're not talking to you. But if Go you are that sleep. person
1: and you happen to just be flipping by on your station, you know, a target date fund might make sense.
0: Right. Yeah. There can be a place for it, but, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think if you look at it more as a needs-based. Rather than age based. Um, yeah. There can be some some big benefits. Yeah. There,
1: you know, there are a lot of people out there that say whatever your age is, that's how much you need in fixed income investments. And right. we don't actually look at it that way. Um, you know, we look at it of from the pure basis of when you need the money. Yeah. So we've had clients in their nineties that are not pulling from their portfolio and have it one hundred percent
0: in growth. Right. And it makes sense for them yes, because, because
1: they're growing it for their heirs.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah this is this is for the next generation not for them at all. Correct. Yep. Yeah so uh, we really do take a more personalized approach. I, there's a lot of rules of thumb out there, you know, mm-hmm. a 60/40 split between equities and and uh, mm-hmm. fixed income, 90/10. We hear them all. But uh, in reality, what we do is look through your personal situation when we're doing a financial plan, and uh, what makes most sense to us is just that. Yeah. Uh, what will you need? And, and it's, there's not a one-size-fits-all when it comes right. to that, for sure. All right, we got another question here from Rashimi from Atlanta. Says, as a Lyft driver for many years, I was able to buy shares and take a, a cash uh, bonus uh, I opted to buy the shares. I, I guess he said I was able to buy shares or take a cash bonus. Sorry about that. Uh, I opted to buy the shares. Uh, right now it's trading lower than, I, than for what I bought it. Uh, it looks like I made the wrong decision. What do you think uh, is next for lift? Uh Is the initial bump uh, and decline normal for IPOs? Well, actually, we've seen quite a few of those lately. If you remember, SNAP. Came to market at about a, uh, $17 a share back in uh, 2017, early 17. And uh, what happened there was uh, the stock went up to 24 bucks, I believe, in the first day. And um, right now it's trading for around 14 bucks. So, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about a year and a half, almost two years later. Um, with a with an IPO that was very popular, these popular things don't always work out. It, it was popular, but in many ways, it's like Lyft. Um, actually, it has more revenue, and actually, it has still negative earnings. You know, two years after its IPO. So, uh, what you've got with Lyft is they've got good revenue generation, but in reality, they're not making money. They're spending more than they than they bring in. So. Uh, when you have a situation like that, um, it's every single time I would call it a speculation. So the stock that you bought um, might have been okay. I think at this point I would have told you uh, take the cash bonus, even if I could have seen the financials. Before, I would have told you take the cash. Uh, if you're looking at it as an investment, then I would put it in something else, not uh, not Lyft. but um well, it, it's a lot not of it,
1: uncommon. Yeah, because companies need to have a proven track record. And, uh, you know, when you have an, an IPO for a lot of times, they don't have that proven track record. Right,
0: right. And like I say, it's not it's not a horrible thing. We saw Facebook come out right, struggle the and struggle when it thing. did something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and and, and, and it's, it's done very well since it, then. It has uprighted and moved on. And it's also profitable, though. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you could see your way to a profitable company – Maybe it makes sense, but at the moment, I would still call it a speculation. Would you tell him to sell? Uh, well, here's the thing: it came public at 72 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's only been a week or so. Um, it's right now about the same price, although it did kind of jump out of the chute a few bucks. I, yeah, I think I would. I would still. Uh, buy something else that's got a much longer track record, maybe even stocks with dividends. And, you know, I think uh, there's there's also plenty of competition for a company like Lyft. There's, a, there's Uber, who's also talking about an IPO, has mm-hmm. been for a while. Um, you've even got uh, Cabbies, who are uniting uh, behind a, a, a new uh, company that's called, uh, I can't even think of it right now, but they've got an electronic app that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's making the cab companies a little more competitive here is the name of it. So, you know, if you want to go out and look, it's not public either, but, um, there, there still doesn't make it any less a competitor. Right. Um, but, um, this is not uncommon or unique to these share ride apps or any technology. Um, probably about 50% of the IPOs. I've done studies on this before. Um, in fact, back when I was talking about Blue Apron and Snap mm-hmm. and some of the others that, that came public, and they always get a lot of press up front. But the next thing you know, uh, the the price swoons just like this one. And and when you don't have earnings, it's hard to justify. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the long run, I would say, yeah, I, th- I think I could get behind telling him to sell his, his uh, shares. And why not buy a diversified portfolio, especially of a company whose stock – uh, who company, whose company you don't work for specifically. Right. You can control that risk. Absolutely. All right. So I'm telling you the market's going to be up next week. Any other tariff? Up. Uh, uh, how about that? Three ups. Thanks for listening to Money Talk. We'll catch you next week.